Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Kaylee Horath. She is competitively competing for Miss Virginia USA 2021 this year and has competed multiple times over several pageants. Her excellingly driven attitude to be Miss Virginia is incomparably engaging and so incorrigibly so fun and on top of all of that she's also working in the fire department in Virginia as a volunteer as an EMT as well as pursuing being a fireman and her story and her journey towards Miss Miss Virginia USA is incredible so I hope you find these golden nuggets and really appreciate her story and stay tuned no matter if you need photos or video they are the team to get the job done no matter if you need pageant headshots for a pageant event you need photos for a big event and you need someone to cover the event or if you just need a photographer to cover a huge party mid-atlantic video and photography productions is the team to get the photo job done and if you have an upcoming event and you need a videographer for a pageant or if you have a wedding and you need a wedding videographer they are the team with the video knowledge to get the job done so make sure you reach out to mid-atlantic video and photography productions for your next video or photography project And welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. It's always phenomenal to have um, a fire lady fireman on the <laughs> show as well as a pageant contestant and model. So um, I I was really fascinated reading your bio. So I was just like, oh, yeah, we, I, I definitely would love to have you on the show because uh, it just shows that you can do anything and still be a pageant contestant uh, and be successful. So, you know, definitely uh, breaking down glass walls. So I, uh, I think, oh, you know, yeah, be, definitely. yeah, exactly. You know, now we just need to get you, uh, we need to help you win a crown and then you can have that platform to, to really show little late little girls that you can do anything in this world. That is truly the goal. So we're working towards that. Hopefully I compete for uh, Miss Virginia USA 2021 in April. So fingers crossed with that one. I was second runner up last year. So we'll see. We'll see. So th is that date in like, is that in, in writing now? Because the, the director runs DC in Virginia. And from what I was, mm -hmm. what I was hearing is that they're doing them the same weekend. Is that right? Yeah. So last year, um, they took over DC, um, Kim and JP are directors. So they took over DC as well. So last year was the first year that we had a combined pageant of DC and Virginia all at once, which was really interesting to say the least, but honestly, I really enjoyed it. It was great getting to meet all of, um, not just the teen contestants, but the other DC contestants as well. Um, you know, it was a really good weekend, you know, Virginia and DC, we don't have huge numbers. We're not New York. We're not Texas. We have probably about 20 to 25 girls, um, typically 
in um, each division. But honestly, overall, it was a really fun weekend. And I know a couple other states are doing that now for USA as well. So I think North and South Carolina are combined as well this year. So we'll see. I know with COVID and restrictions and everything, I'm sure everything is subject to change. But as of right now, April 3rd is the date. Well, I'm really excited that um, hopefully now that the vaccine is actually now approved and uh, I mean, by the time um, this releases, sadly, this will be in April. So it will be right around the time that um, you're competing. But hopefully by then, you know, everyone can really easily attain that. But uh, right now when we're recording, this is in late December. Um, they just approved it. So um, hopefully everything works out for you because I would be so happy to um to root for you actually on stage and not have to do a virtual pageant so oh i know i i they did the whole like virtual miss usa and it was so interesting to watch that so yeah i'm really hoping i'm sure everyone you know they're gonna make the right decision to keep everyone safe but yeah hopefully with the vaccine and everything coming through things will be moving forward that's the only drawback about doing these uh, pre-recorded interviews. Um, right now I have about 20 um, pre-recorded in the can. And uh, um, if it wasn't for like COVID, COVID's like the one like divining, like every, you know, there's a through line through all of them. So you can see how like um, we didn't know what was going on and then it got crazy and then we're in it and then we're in it and then, you know, we're currently in it and then you can see it. How's it? Hopefully we're going to be on the other side. We're talking about, wow, that was a crazy time, you know? So, um, I know the ever changing COVID protocols and procedures I, and, I know. And yeah. And with me, I work, I work in healthcare and so I'm, oh, you, I see okay. it all the time. So it's crazy how even our protocols, you know, at the firehouse or at work change from a day-to-day basis as well. So constantly in the swing of things, but hopefully within the next year, we can kind of be more in the mend. So we shall see, but I'm very hopeful. Well, I mean, I guess, um, you just got to continue praying and being hopeful because otherwise hope you, if you lose hope, you lose everything, I guess. So I agree. So my, you know, my typical always question is how did you get into pageantry or to modeling? And was there any path that really like jump started it before that? Did you do a, were you an athletic person or did you play an instrument? Did you have some kind of stage performance or stage background that allowed you to do well because of that? So a little bit. So growing up, I never really, um, I was put into dance at three years old and it kind of just stuck. It was the only kind of um, physical activity that I ever did. I never did sports or anything. I always laughed that I have horrible hand-eye coordination. So it's a good thing that I never picked up basketball or, or, or anything else across, but I um, I was put into dance fairly early on and I loved it and it kind of stuck. So I pretty much did ballet and point and then contemporary and all that kind of fun stuff for a while. And, um, you know, but I was still, despite, I loved being on stage and and everything, but despite all of that, um, I, my mom always said that I was very, um, very shy and very quiet and I very kept I, I, a lot of times I would just keep to myself. Um, I, I laugh even now I'm 21 years old and even now I'm still a very much a creature of habit. I'm a homebody. I, you know, I'm all about going out and seeing people, but I just definitely don't put myself out of, you know, in uncomfortable situations. I kind, I kind of, you know, keep to my comfort zone. So, um, 
So does that make COVID, does that make COVID really easy for you? Or does that, or does that flip it? (laughs) Okay. Or do, or do do, you find myself wanting to like leave the house more now? Um, you know, I need to go to the grocery store, but, um, cause I feel that I feel like, I, I feel like I, I like want, like I want out of this cage so badly. Like, so I know. It's crazy, you know, not being able to, you know, take the little things for granted, going to dinner with my friends and stuff, not being able to do that anymore. It, it really is crazy how COVID has definitely changed my mindset and all of that. Um, I still think I'm a little bit more of a homebody. I definitely like to stay home, but I, I, I agree with the COVID. It definitely makes me want to break out a little bit more, but I've kind of been this way my whole life. Uh, and so growing up, you know, I was about 10 years old or so, 10 or 11. My mom got a pamphlet in the mail for National American Miss, and um, it's a pretty big pageant system in the United States, and so she was like, do you want to do it? I I went to an open call. I kind of did the whole, you know, preparation process for it. We did the research for it. I went in, and I competed, and I actually placed. That was, like, my first time ever really doing a pageant. First pageant First pageant you place. So, yeah, so all they did, all they had to do was get you uh, emailed you I mean uh, mailed you got you in and then you placed. Well that's that's a pretty, you know, that's pretty awesome, right? You know. It was Talk cra- about a yeah, confidence, it was, right? It was crazy. I was um in the middle of my age division that I was in and um yeah, I distinctly remember so my mom, you know, there have been little ones in the area. There had been like little miss whatever pageants and I had done maybe one or two of those kind of you know, random, like, side friends that had done them and never did well in any of them, maybe, like, 10 girls total, and I was probably, like, last place, so nothing crazy with those, but National American Miss, the crazy difference between that versus, you know, other little systems my mom had looked into is they were very much based on, you know, growing confidence and, you know, and really building up the young girl into developing life skills, so the phases of competition when I was 10 years old at this pageant were interview, onstage personal introduction, and an um, escorted formal wear. And so I remember, you know, the way the phases of competition work, this, you do formal wear first, and then immediately after you go in and you do an onsta- um, onstage personal introduction where you introduce yourself and you talk on stage. And I was like nine years old. And I remember my parents, they were like, she's going to run off the stage crying. She's not going to do it. And sure enough, I went up there. And there's a video and I just grabbed the microphone and I just started talking. And my parents are like, who is this girl? That, that's and, awesome. And after so, that, I just kind of stuck with it. So basically, if the spotlight's on you, you turn on like like a butterfly then. <laughs> is that a good or, 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 or a rose? Definitely. Okay. I like being the center of attention. I will never I, – I, I would say I don't necessarily do anything that would put myself in the position to be the center of attention – you know, in high school, I definitely was not the kind of, uh, I, I didn't really have You're not the leader of the well. pack. You're not the head cheerleader girl. Then. No, no, okay. not at all. But the crazy thing about high school too, is I was never, you know, that super outgoing person, but I was my graduating speaker. I spoke at graduation. Um, and I gave like a five minute speech at graduation in front of, you know, my graduating class. Of so you're super people. smart then. No, so I wasn't valedictorian. I was uh, the teachers pick us someone that writes a speech, and they can you know. Okay, do so you're the you're the person that everyone likes. Then then I and, hope and, I hope <laughs> because because the I mean technically most people find the valedictorian to be the one that is the most irritating because they you know you know are so smart, but the person who is like the most inner you know 
inner, um, fun, you know, and that that's the person that gets to pick to do that is usually the one that everyone likes. So you're probably the one that they everyone liked. I but. hope. I, I, I laugh. I'm, my mom always said I'm very interconnected with other people. Okay. I, uh, I float. I guess that's what that means. Like, groups and stuff. I'm not very, like, clicky, but I feel like I can fit in with many different groups of people. Um. I have a lot of different interests and I can kind of, you know, appeal to others. So I think that could have helped me as well. Um, but that was an exciting thing that I got to do as well. So, and I definitely think pageants are a main reason why I was able to go and on stage and give a speech in front of, you know, 2000 people. Um, you know, I, I don't think a standard person would necessarily be able to do that. And I know no. for me, if I hadn't started pageants, I definitely don't even know where I'd be today. Now you, you, you kind of glossed over your dancing. So, most people that do dance, they also do performances. So do you have, did you also have opportunities to do on stage performances as a young child to, to build up those, those confidence or, or did your, um, teacher or group never do those types of performances? We did dance recitals and stuff. Um, the studio that I was at, I never did competition dance. That was something that never really interested me. I was more about learning about the technique and kind of doing it for fun with my friends as opposed to going on stage and spending a lot of money and being in you know little costumes. That was never something that interested me personally. Um, I always was so intrigued by, you know, you watch Dance Moms, watch all these TV shows. I loved it, but that was never something that I personally wanted to do. Um, but I definitely, we had dance recitals, you know, a couple times throughout the year and, and I loved doing it. And it's, I, you know, growing up, I never really knew what I wanted to be. Um, I didn't want to be a professional dancer. That was something that never really piqued my interest either, but I loved the idea of being a dance teacher. Um, I love just like teaching and being around kids. And, um, you know, that was kind of my goal up until I was about a freshman in high school and I had um I went through a bunch of injuries with my hip I have a lot of uh, right hip pain and issues um yeah so I had an injury I tore my labrum which is cartilage in my hip Jesus and I uh oh my god yeah I I mean that's like someone who's 60 gets that a labrum (laughs) or or a football player like a running back like you know I know I laugh oh my god I genuinely have like the body mechanics of like a 70 year old. So I, uh, yeah, well, so don't I tell your, things. don't tell your future children that they'll tackle you. Oh, and pain you. <laughs> my future children are doomed. Uh, no, so, <laughs> or they're going to yeah. torture you. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. Oh, probably. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll see how that, how that goes in the future. <laughs> I'm six feet tall. So if I marry someone tall, I'm definitely going to have some big babies. Or or you'll get the genetic lo- lottery and they'll be really short ones because you know you know how those random things like two uh, two uh, bald people will get married and then they have they have a child that has like really lush hair gorgeous hair yeah or two brown eyed persons will marry and then they have a blue eyed baby so that's so. me my parents are short and they had me so you know, it's, it's, you never know, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, with my hips and stuff. So I had two hip surgeries and, um, so does, okay. So, cause uh-huh. I know a little bit about the fire department and I know we haven't even talked about it, but I'm really curious because you're talking about this. So I know during the, um, test to become certified, to be even at the fire office, you have to do a couple drills of running the actual mm-hmm. hose up stairs as well as mm-hmm. doing how does that affect? Because 
is isn't the hose is like fifty pounds and it, you have to sling it over like is that just like fifty pounds of like a like a book bag weight or is it much more difficult? Because I'm just fascinated by that. So it, it depends. So a lot of the different weights that you use when you're at the department, there's so many other ones. So you know, with EMS in particular, uh, our cots themselves weigh about 85 pounds just as is with not even a patient on them, you know, okay. and then you take into consideration you're putting on, you know, maybe a 150, 200 pound patient on top of that. So you're lifting that and that's just the cot. And then we have our life packs, which are probably about 45 pounds or so. And um, that's basically what our AED is, what we use to take vitals and use um, the pads for if we mm -hmm. have anyone that's in cardiac arrest. We have our ginormous backpack. We call it our house bag. We have an oxygen cylinder in there and all of our um, kind of equipment that we would need to take into a call. Those are super heavy as well. And then you look into fire equipment. So suppression, um, the, the equipment there on the engines and the trucks are even heavier. So you're wearing full gear, their fire, fire gear with the cylinders probably Oh gosh, I think like 75, 80 pounds. And you're still um, okay with that with your hip? That hurts. Yeah, with my that's hip, good. I'm still I'm still okay. I had the two surgeries and that's kind of what facilitated my dance career. But it started my fire and rescue career actually. Um, me quitting dance. It was kind of you know, not something I could dance necessarily anymore, but it's kind of what led me to join the fire department. Okay. Um, I guess to summarize the dancing portion of your life. Would you attribute that as a good way to build that stage and on the most important thing is being able to stay really great physically fit? And is that what you attribute that to? Or do you feel that you just are you, you you've been being able to maintain that based on a good working environment, natural, you know, going to the gym or. I definitely think dance kind of instilled in me, you know, my, I, the love for health and fitness that I have even now to this day, um, you know, my love of working out and kind of a lot of discipline as well, learning how to pick up, you know, really complicated dance numbers within a matter of hours and having to go on stage to perform them and also kind of um, make uh, understand what to do in improvisation as well, understand what to do if anything doesn't necessarily go the way that you had planned and kind of how to, uh, yeah, improv and, and kind of think quick on your feet as well. I definitely attribute a lot of that to dance. Because most people contribute um, dancers to be in pretty good physical f um, shape as well as any, um, you know, EMT or fire um, component employee is usually have to be in really good physical um traits as well so is that just the benefit of the field that you're in really is it truly is um i do definitely have to put in a lot of work you know going into um you know being an emt you have to be physically fit there's but you know it's not as definitely not as physically demanding as you know you look into firefighters and you know we're running into burning buildings and you're throwing really heavy ladders and you're you're wearing like 85 pounds of gear and it's a lot. So you look into, you know, what you have to do just in general for that. You know, for me, I'm currently doing um, fire school. So I'm currently in training to become a firefighter. I've been a member of the department as an EMT for four and a half years. Um, but for me, I've always kind of been intrigued by the, you know, fire, the fire side of um, the department. And I'm finally taking that next step to do that. 
Um, but for me, I definitely had to work very hard on my upper body strength. You know, I don't naturally have a lot of um, upper body strength. I, I have strong legs from the years of dance, but I've had to work really hard just to kind of maintain that that fitness and the the health side of it, reminding myself that I have to eat protein and I have to, you know, make sure I have a good diet. I'm actually make, making sure that I'm eating appropriately to maintain, you know, the muscle. But um, yeah, I definitely think that the firehouse helps with all that. And I think it'll help a lot with me prepping for Miss Virginia as well with uh, having to be on station in a swimsuit. I'm not too worried about that now with all of this crazy um, training from the fire school. Yeah, based on your modeling photos, I'm sure you're going to kill it. So, uh, and uh, it, it clearly you're doing everything you need to do when it comes to being physically fit in a challenging year. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. I I try. The gyms aren't necessarily the, the greatest places to be right now, but I'm trying to find my where I can. Hey, uh, Rocky, Rocky did without the gym. So, you know, it's exactly. possible. <laughs> that is true. It is possible. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. First year you place in your first pageant, um, you're nine years old. Did you decide to just go ahead and compete again? Or did you take a couple years break? How how did you... pursue in your pageant career at that point? So immediately I wanted to compete again. So I prepped for the next year and I came back the next year and I won my second time competing. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So at 10 years old, I won my very first pageant. And what was the title? Um, National American Miss Virginia Junior Preteen. That's a cool title. So I won that and then I had to go to nationals in California over Thanksgiving. So I won in. That's an awesome uh, mom, dad. um, um, I'm going to California. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's during Thanksgiving, you know. My dad was like, honestly, it's a family vacation and it'll be great. And we have an excuse to go now. So family, my family, they were super ecstatic they were so excited for me my family has been very supportive of everything and my dad you know especially after competing once you get older you start to earn the scholarship money and that's something that he is he's so funny he'll uh, go to work or he'll talk to his friends and he'll show videos of me competing and like this is my daughter oh my god is that embarrassing to you or just like you're so awesome about it honestly it's I just it's so adorable that he's even doing that so oh okay cool at this point good because I have I do have a lot of pageant friends and I could see them just like completely like wanting to dig a hole like and and climb in it so it's good that you take it the other way oh I'm just I I have some I have a lot of friends that you know they don't necessarily get that full support from their family so the fact that I even have it, I'm just grateful for that. You know, it might be a little embarrassing at times, but I'll just let him have his moment. You know, he can be the star too sometimes as the father of 
the pageant girl and i'll just let him you know kind of have, take with it and run yeah have you ever seen the father of the bride no i movie. haven't um i i know i'm the old person in the interview i'm 38 but you it was made in the 90s and it's based off um uh, and another movie that was um written in the 30s um and and produced in the 40s based it was called the same thing the father of the bride and i believe it's based on a book um even further back but um you definitely should watch that because you'll get a kick how because the way you're describing your father is how he acts during his uh only daughter getting married and so it's a very hilarious movie so oh my gosh i'll have to watch it yes. i'll add it quarantine movie list oh yeah absolutely it's perfect and <laughs> they even um because the movie did so well they made a sequel four years later and then um out of nowhere they made a third quarantine movie so if you get really addicted you can watch the third movie that's all on um, video skype so they have all oh. the cast doing a third chapter of the of the story so it's really I'll cool. have to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that was, I mean, I mean, if you're winning your first title only on your second opportunity so young, are you expecting that, like, you're going to win everything? Or, like, or, or at that point, you're so oblivious to, like, this is so much fun, and I just, and I got to win is that the mindset? I so I know a lot of girls, you know, they they've competed when they were younger and they go through a little bit of almost a lucky streak and you know, that was never necessarily me though. I um I when it comes to pageantry and stuff, I've only really competed in two systems, which is the USA system as a teen and a Miss contestant and then a National American Miss. So I don't really know a lot of other systems and I, I watch all my friends compete, but that was never for me. I was never in the pageants to win. Um, that was never necessarily my end goal with everything. Like I said, my mom put me in it because I was super shy and she wanted me to kind of branch out. And even now to this day, I, I do it because like I said, I, I don't necessarily put myself in uncomfortable situations. And for me, pageants in general, even though I've been competing for 10 years now, it's still kind of me breaking out of my comfort zone every time I step up on stage. And also, you know, with the being a first responder, I love the opportunity to get to have a wider audience of um, to get to. So, you know, if I do win Miss Virginia USA this year, my number one goal is to kind of, you know, when bring my yeah when, bring my uh when you win when i win when i win <laughs> fingers crossed but no no um, no 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 <laughs> when i win when i win good, i good, good, really good. really want to i'm sorry i had i, I had because you have all like i talked to you i talked to all of you great phenomenal women and every one of you have an opportunity to win but if you don't if you don't see you winning, then you're not going to win. You have to, you have to believe that you, it's possible you can't, you know, you know, I don't know if you believe in that philosophy, but I really do. If you don't believe in seeing yourself doing that, it's not possible. 
Do, do, oh, I definitely do. I believe okay. in all the manifesting and power good. positive thinking. So, well, I apologize for interrupting because you're on a good. No. So, so go ahead. So you're, good. You're, you're focusing on, Hey, Hey, for focusing on only two systems, the two systems that you picked from are, are great systems. I mean, they are, I mean, if I have a daughter, I would do everything I can to convince her to do USA. I mean, USA, I mean, it's USA. It's, I it's mean, the dream. USA is the dream. Honestly, right. that's it's, what it's USA. Right. right. So, yeah. So I, um, yeah. So, well, with pageants going back to that, so I never really expected to win. My goal was always just to kind of do it. And I know a lot of girls that maybe, you know, their moms put them in it because they, it's kind of living vicariously through them, but that was never kind of the case with us. My mom kind of put me in it and she told me from a very young age, you know, as soon as it stops being fun, we stop. And I also have never been the girl that jumps from pageant system to pageant system. You know, I don't win this weekend, so I'm going to compete in two months from now. Or I always kind of, you know, really take time after I compete each year to make sure, you know, really evaluate, you know, where I am mentally, what I want to do next and why I'm competing and really hone in on the why because I, the why for me isn't, you know, winning a sparkly crown. It isn't the Instagram followers or, you know, X, Y, and Z, or the opportunities that it presents to you, because you do get a lot of great opportunities when you win, you know, a USA state title. But for me, it's more so just the personal growth that comes from it and really getting to showcase, you know, and represent an organization that means a lot to me, the Miss Virginia in general organization, you know, Kim and JPR directors are amazing. I love them to death. And, you know, everything that they believe in, I, I really, it always resonates with me every time, you know, Kim talks at orientation every year and everything that she always says, it always has resonated with me. And it's been my dream. You know, I competed as a teen for years and I ended my last year for Virginia Teen USA um, as first runner up. So my very last year, I was first runner up to the Teen USA title um, so in do, Virginia. So here's, here's how I look at it. Do you feel like you're on that bubble? Like you're, 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 you, you know, personally that you have everything it takes and you're just there. You just need to, you just need to get the attention, like come over here and, and, and just give me a little recommend because like to me, if you're finishing first runner up and you're so close, does that make, does that put more fire, does that put more wood on the fire to know that you can do it? Or does that frustrate you that you are right there and that, um, that they didn't call your number? For me, it's definitely more so it just kind of proves that, hey, I'm close enough. I, I have everything, you know, they see something in me to get me this far. I just need to really make sure that I'm staying true to myself and I'm really honing in on why I want this and just make sure that I'm really conveying that as clearly as possible to the judges and hope that that really shines through and that I really am granted that opportunity to win. Um, I never, you know, especially I think sometimes when you get so close to something that you want so bad, you know, you, you, for me, when I was first runner up a couple of years ago, or even last year when I was second runner up to Susie Evans, our current Miss Virginia USA, you know, sometimes I think some girls look at, you know, placing and you're so close and it's, well, what did I do wrong? Well, why do they not choose me? And I try my best to never think like that. You know, I was so ecstatic when Susie won this year. She's the kind, anyone that knows her knows that she is just such a light and such a kind hearted soul that, 
I always look and say, okay, it was someone else's time. It was not my time. And now I'm just waiting for my time, you know, to really line up and for everything, for all the cards to fall into place and for everything to kind of pan out where I get my opportunity, you know, just keep working towards the goal. Cause if it really is a goal, you're not going to question the outcomes every year, you know, it's normal too, but I don't question the outcomes. I'm like, you know what? Different girl, different day, you know, not a big deal. Do you look at this as a sport then? See, I don't know. I don't see. I never have said that I think pageants are a sport, uh, a sport just because. See, I'm willing to say that it's a sport, but I, I'm, I'm a man. I don't compete in pageant. I'm a photographer and I support you in that way. And I, I work in the industry and I make money in the industry, but I would say it's a sport specifically because, you know, tennis is a sport and it's an individual sport. Golf is a, is a sport and it's an individual sport. You know, I don't see why pageantry isn't. And, and I see how competitive, you know, I, I guess, do you, do you think that, can you tell that your skills have improved that, going into this calendar year that you feel like there's some magic going on or do you feel like you still there are things you need to learn more or or can you not tell it either way I definitely think my skills I think improve every year but I think the big difference for me going you know with my preparation process currently going into Miss Virginia this year versus last year is I think that I've really solidified who I am and what message I want to convey to the judges and to the people watching, you know, what I want to do with the title, why I'm competing, who I am as a person and what I can bring to the state of state of Virginia as a state title holder. Something that I think really sets me apart is the fire department. Um, you know, I, I don't try it. I try not to speak on that in a cheesy way, but it really is, you know, what makes me, me, um, anyone that knows me and my personal life knows that I care very, very much about, you know, the firehouse and the people there. And I, I care a lot about, you know, making sure we're all adequately, adequately trained and we're all prepared in situations, but also about educating the general public on, you know, how to respond in emergency situations and what you can do, you know, to keep, make sure your kids know how to call 911 and make sure that your teenagers know what to do if they're in a situation where, you know, something happened at a party or at a friend's house and they're scared that they're going to get in trouble. And, um, you know, even, you know, the elderly knowing, Hey, make sure you always have a list of your medications or make sure, you know, X, Y, and Z and make sure you always have everything out in case something crazy does happen. Um, here's how to make life easier. That's something that I care a lot about educating the general public on, um, things that make, you know, it a little easier for us to give you the care that you need when we're on scene. And that's something that I really, really want to kind of, um, to bring with me across the state of Virginia when I do compete or, and hopefully, you know, when I win one day, hopefully. I know my brain just goes like crazy, but like I know how they produce USA. And I could see them have you in the the actual fire suit and your EMT suit as a shoot too, and you having you climb up and have them do the drone shot and like and then you say, I'm Miss Virginia, USA You know? And you know they'd use that because they were like you know, several years ago, I'm a nuclear regulatory agent. Yeah. And I'm Miss USA, you know, I know it, I... it's going to be, you know, it's, I mean, the judges have to pick you, but it would be like, they would drool over that kind of marketing, like to have you. So like, 
I mean, you are definitely, I don't like I've worked. My best friend, um, what was a huge pageant contestant for years. And I've been around a lot of pageant, and you have a very awesome, unique job and we need more women in the fire department and EMT field. But like, especially as a pageant contestant, that's like, I think that's a great thing. The thing I would say just to narrow it down and make it simple is that you care about people and you want people to, to not be hurt and, and, and keep them well. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, when it all, what it all boils down to is that I do, I love healthcare. I love helping people. I, I genuinely want to make an impact on this world and make an impact in the lives of others and the firehouse and being an EMT and all of that definitely is a great tool and a great way for me to kind of, you know, be around others and to make a difference in their lives. And, you know, hopefully me being Miss Virginia USA will also really kind of help me impact the lives of others as well in that aspect. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. As always, out of our second break, I always allow my lovely guests to take over the show and talk about any of her lovely sponsors or anything we haven't really talked about. So um, I'd love um, for you to at least tell us uh, about your platform and also um anything else that's really important going on? I mean, there's, you know, there's like, we've talked about COVID a million times, but I'm sure there are other, other major things going on in this world too. So. Well, I mean, I think I've talked about it a lot. My number one platform, my, the biggest thing that I care so strongly about is um, first responders and kind of, the, so. uh, yeah, the overall kind of, um, you know, the mental health of first responders, you know, is a really big thing as well, but pretty much anything in regards to the fire and rescue department for me personally, um, something that I, I believe strongly in is just, um, you know, making sure that our volunteer departments, cause I am a, I'm a, am part of a volunteer department. I have many friends that are paid firefighters and, and paramedics, but I'm part of a volunteer department. So, um, making sure that we all are, um, kind of uh given the proper training and everything i mean we are here in loudon county i love it um it's it's great here but we have a really big volunteer organization here but um overall just kind of the 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 firehouse as a whole is the main kind of drive behind me doing everything right now and um who i am as a person so that's the main thing um i don't really have any sponsors honestly um well we need to help you with that so Whoever would like to sponsor this incredible fire, fire um, rescue pageant contestant, I think you're definitely going to get some great um, sponsors. And I hope they reach out to you. So, well, I, I hope so too. Yeah, I don't have. It, I was gonna say I don't really have many sponsors. I uh, don't have any right now. I have so many people that you know help me and have gotten me to where I am today. But um, no major sponsors or anything crazy. So nothing to plug here. Um, well, 
I, I, like I was um, saying on the, um, on our, our break, um, I know a lot of people would be so fascinated. You had mentioned several times that you're very shy, but then you've done a lot of photo shoots and, and you get, are a phenomenal model. So how, how do you bridge that? What's your confidence? Do you use that as a way to practice, you know, your confidence? And is that why you, you model? Um, and do you, do you see yourself doing modeling more to just have fun or to make money? Modeling definitely for me has always been more of a for fun thing. Um, I, if you look on my Instagram or any of my social media, there are a lot of fun pictures and a lot of them are done by the same photographer. He's based out of Richmond. His name's John Herzog. He's just a really good, um, friend of mine that I've met through pageants and he's been so supportive of everything involving, you know, modeling. And every time I see him, he'll be like, Kaylee, I I can get you signed to an agency. And I'm not signed to any agencies. I haven't kind of made that step yet for, a lot of different reasons, I think. I don't know what kind of what's always held me back from, you know, pushing myself to go to an agency and try and get signed and, and go I mean, I, and do work. I know I'm interrupting you for the millionth time, but I agree with John. <laughs> I mean, you do need to be signed by agency. Like, like you can always be a fire. You can always be a, um, a captain in the, um, after you've, you know, walked in Paris or, 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 or I don't I don't know what magazine you consider to be. I don't know if people would be your style or if or if Victoria's Secret would be more your style. But like, I mean, I I would encourage you to do it. I mean, you're only gonna be young and uh, good looking. You know, we're all we all get old and fat, as like I always say, <laughs> we do. It's it's just you know, you know, you can you can you can you can try and say you're not, but it's just a fact. So. I have the height. I'm, like I said, I'm like about. I'm well, about especially when six you said you were six foot. one. You said you were six one. Yeah, right? I'm about about six foot. So, you know, with all of that, I have the I have super long legs. And every time I see him, he's like, "Come on, just let me get you signed." I think the number one reason why I've been held I've held back for so long is, like I said, modeling and stuff for me has always kind of just been a for fun thing. I have walked in DC Fashion Week a handful of times. Um, I think the first time I walked in DC Fashion Week, I was like fourteen. I was like the youngest person they had ever had walk on stage so but see that doesn't you know, surprise me because you know they do crazy stuff and they all in like paris when they do pair when they do um victor um Victoria, whatever i'm messing up there but they'll have like a 13 12 year old um walk on stage because especially if you're super tall at that age they want to see the clothes drape and you know because the, the clothing has you know the clothing needs you know you're just the mannequin i mean so that's the whole point that the yeah you're a walking hanger right so exactly that is, um, definitely yeah so i'd have walked in dc fashion week a handful of times i i think for me though i had a, i have a bunch of friends that have um that have been models before so i've i knew a couple girls that um have been signed up with agencies um i have one friend or a friend of a friend that um models uh for Calvin Klein up in New York. And that had been like her lifelong dream to be a model. Like she never got her ears pierced, never changed her hair, never did anything crazy because she knew she always wanted to be a model. And she moved up as soon as she graduated high school, lived in New York for probably, I want to say about two years or so. And 
Um, I think my mom knew about all of that. I, I didn't really know her that well, but she ended up moving home because it just wasn't what she had thought it was going to be. And I've heard a lot of stories about the whole modeling world is it's not, you have to really be tough, have really thick skin. And I think for me, I'm very confident in who I am as a person, but um, I definitely think it's taken me a really long time to get very comfortable in my skin and how I look and who I am as a person. And I think my biggest fear going into the modeling world is that I, cause I care so much about what other people think of me, which is, I would probably say is my worst trait. Um, I care way too much about what others think of me and their opinions. And I think for me, personally, but maybe that also protects world, you too. What was that? Maybe that also protects you too. It does. I think because, it does. But because that natural um, gut instinct keeps you from, you know, falling in the ditch in the middle of the night or driving, you know, erratic, you know, that natural fear, you know. But it, it, it may also hold you back, too. If I you... think it holds me back, definitely, sometimes. And But I also think, like I said, I, I think my biggest fear is I, 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 to enter the modeling world unsure of myself and I think that's why I never did it for so long is I was just still so unsure of who I was and I didn't want to enter the modeling world and get told you know no a bunch of times and get told to either you know lose weight or, or to change my haircut or do x y and z to get a job and and I didn't want to change who I was so I think now that I'm older and I've definitely done a lot of soul searching over the years and I'm really comfortable with who I am I think now is more of a time where I'd be more comfortable into entering the modeling world. But I think for years, the reason why I never did was just because I just kind of did it for fun was I just was so scared I was going to change who I was as a person. So um, I want to break that down a little bit. So mm -hmm. you're willing to accept no's from a pageant setting, but you would feel more devastated if it was coming from a magazine or a clothing design or a photographer specifically. Is that because it's coming from an individual or someone directly than through like an organization? I'm just trying to get you how you how you break that down, because if they don't pick you to be the winner, then I guess you're not coruscating with a core lining. They're saying, no, it's not your year. Yeah. So that's kind of how I've always viewed pageantry is that. You know, it's not based on necessarily your looks. It's based more on who you are and kind of the message that you convey and whether or not they it aligns with what they're looking for that year. Um, you know, and I think me getting told no at pa for pageants and stuff, for me, I don't take that personally because, you know, nine times out of ten, I know the girl that's winning. I've been friends with her over the weekend, and I'm ecstatic for her. Um, but with modeling and stuff, you know, you, you're not really supposed to take it personally. You know, you, you look at it, and they say no, maybe because they were looking for a brunette, not a blonde. But even then, for some reason, I think the stories that I've heard from other people, I, I just – I think it becomes a little bit more of, hey, we would love to sign you, or you didn't get this job because, you know, they want you to lose a couple inches around your waist or – they, they want you to change your haircut or you're not memorable enough. And I think for me, because in the modeling world, sometimes it is so based on how you look and they, it is a job where they are allowed to say no based on how you look. I think for me, I, I know my personality. I have a very addictive personality and I hone in a lot on what other people say about me. And I sometimes take it to heart and uh, take it too personally. And I just know, you know, an agent telling me, Hey, you know, Maybe, you know, they went with someone that was smaller than you or maybe you need to lose a little bit of weight. I think that I would get too 
caught up in that and maybe take it the wrong way and, you know, maybe change myself a little bit too much. And so that's a, a fear that my mom had too growing up as she was when I was in high school, she didn't want me to kind of, uh, take it the wrong way. So I think now that I'm older, like I said, I think I could probably enter the world now and kind of, I have a good head on my shoulders. I like to think, and I have a good, my, I, I feel like I, I know who I am and I have a good kind of grasp on reality. Um, and I'm not too afraid of someone telling me no, or, or, you know, not giving me a job. Um, so I think I could enter the modeling world now and kind of be okay if I'm being told no, but definitely has never been my end all be all goal. I'm a little bit more practical in the sense of my dad, where I love modeling. I think it's the coolest thing in the entire world. And I love looking at like Gigi Hadid and and all these, you know, gorgeous Victoria's Secret models. But but isn't, but isn't pageantry and modeling basically the same thing? Because they're both really, you know, you, you're a status symbol when you have a title, you're 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 the elite of the elite and most systems you have to do some form of bikini or swim or swimwear or fitness portion so you have to have that you know so yes modeling is more a physical media where the where pageantries are more um going out there after winning pageant it's more sociable and there's only one component of being on stage um but i I see one as being one, you know, being equal. Do you not see them as equal? I think they sort of are. I think the, I think a big misconception in the modeling world too, is that, you know, I am Kaylee Horvath. I'm a model. Whereas it's really not the case. You don't really make a name for yourself until you, you get that level of, you know, Victoria's secret supermodel or, or you get that to the level of like Gigi Hadid or, or, you know, any of the Candace Wanapol, any of the other really big models, you don't really make a name for yourself. Other than that, you're kind of just a, a blank canvas. You're just kind of a face and a walking hanger. You're not really reaching, you know, uh, uh, a name for yourself. Whereas in pageantry, you're representing an organization, you're representing a brand. So in this case, I'm representing the USA organization, but you're still kind of who you are as a person. And I think there's a, a little bit of a difference between those two, but I give models so much credit. I, I'm a little envious of them. I, I don't know if I have the mental capacity to do that, to be told no so many times and to be so confident in myself and to walk on stage and, and but you're assuming do, they're also, that they do. Yeah. But, I, but you're also assuming that they're, that they're confident. They also may be struggling with that too. Cause I've true. interviewed enough. Everyone, I've interviewed everyone has their own insecurities. Exactly. Cause, yeah. Cause I've personally interviewed enough uh, uh, colleagues that are specifically focused in modeling and sometimes they do feel not as confident. So it's, it is refreshing to hear that you feel that you've, you found your center and that you feel really comfortable in doing that. So that's, that's a good thing. Is it, is it better to do something that's really going to help you find your center than and to do something that might have an upper, a better up, you know, like, you know, the ceiling, I guess, in pageantry is not as, is from, I guess, from a social media, there is a ceiling and then maybe there's a higher ceiling if you're a model. So is it better to do something that, you know, you, you can definitely excel in, or do you think you should always try and do something above that ceiling? 
I think, you know, if you asked me a couple years ago, I would have said, oh, just kind of stick to your comfort zone, stick to what you know. So for me, pageants um, a little bit. But I definitely think it's always good to kind of branch out and kind of do things that um, that kind of really push you uh, out of your comfort zone. I, I know so many girls that I've met through the Virginia USA organization that are currently um, – uh, doing Sports Illustrated, and they're submitting for Sports Illustrated, and I'm just so proud of each of them for for putting themselves out there. Well, and- I'm gonna I'm gonna be on you. Like, you need to submit <laughs> seriously. Maybe like, next year. Ha- yeah, I mean, of course, I would I would I would take a um, complete. You know, your 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 photographer in Virginia. I I'm very aware of him. I'm sure he could do a great job. But I would love to help you with that because, like, um being six one is a great uh i mean you that's the hey that's something you know like there are surgeries that people literally break their um their legs to extend so you have that benefit right off the bat and you know you can build confidence the more you're out there your 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 uh, virginia photographer is right the the more you do it the better the more you're confident about it so the more um, experience you get yeah yeah well i'll definitely have to let you know if i end up submitting next year we'll see you should you know, only time will tell i mean hey you tell me how many how many um photographers it takes for you to feel confident enough and i'll get my friends all together and tell you <laughs> you need to do it because like you know if it takes a hundred we, we can get a hundred photographers to tell you that you should do it so <laughs> need that validation yeah if you need that validation seriously <laughs> Like seriously, if you if you want if you don't like getting no's, I can get enough yeses for you, <laughs> and it's not that hard, you know. You know, especially men photographers, where some of us are a pushover, so you know. <laughs> so, um, well, I mean that's great because I mean to to me it sounds like your confidence has been built up naturally from from the inside out than being from a physical from a physical, you know. Um, I know all the books I've read when it comes to like dating relationships and like, how do you relate with people? Um, and the more I talk to people that are extremely beautiful, that their validation is solely based upon their outer beauty. And then no one understands who they are inner. And then, so like, do you feel that because you didn't focus on your outer beauty and you focused on schooling and and being personal, personal and caring about other people that you're more developed and more well-rounded and you just happen to have a great outer shell as well. I think it definitely Is that a good way helped. of saying it? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I think it definitely has helped me um you know and a part of that is it's part of it's my career path and kind of the path that I chose to go down with the firehouse and working in healthcare and being a nurse. But um, I think for me, a big part of that too is my parents and how my parents raised me. Um, nothing was ever handed to me as a, as a kid. I was always told to work for what I, for what I wanted and for what I have. And my parents always instilled in me the concept of being kind to others and, you know, always make sure that you're, that you're very giving, you know, we live in a, we live in a world where people are sometimes a little, uh, a little selfish. And my parents have always really told me, you know, if you have, uh, there's a, there's a quote, one of my favorite teachers in high school. Um, he's one of the most inspiring people that I've ever been with. He, um, he always told me, you know, he was really big on being, being grateful for what you have and gratitudes and being selfless. And he always told me, um, 
which has always stuck with me is he said, you know, if you're walking down the street and you see someone and they're asking you for money because they need it for whatever reason, and you don't give it to them because you think they're going to go spend it on, you know, whatever. You don't think that they're, that they are in good conscience asking you for money, but you say no to them, even though you have a couple dollars in your pocket, it says more about your character than it does about them. Um, you know, you not giving someone when they're asking for help when you have the means to says more about your character than it does about them. I'm with you on and that. I'm with you on that. Yep. That's something that has always stuck with me. And so for me, I think my confidence and who I am as a person has really developed from my parents and from my other, you know, my teachers in high school and people, my mentors at the firehouse. I, I think it's kind of helped me become who I am. You know, I don't, I'm like any girl. I care a lot about how I look. I want to go get my hair done. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm working out so I look good and I feel good, but you know, who I am on the outside is not necessarily who I am or, or a reflection of who I am on the inside. I, I definitely sometimes have experienced, you know, in the dating world, you know, guys that will give me backhanded compliments when they actually meet me and talk to me almost like, oh, you're really smart or, oh, you're funny. And, you know, almost kind of like you're they're surprised that when I open my mouth, I have more to say than, you know, I have this many followers on Instagram and it's crazy that it's crazy, but it's crazy today as like connected we are that there's still this perception that pageant contestants are stupid when and I'm not trying to classify or anything, but models are the ones that are usually the ones that I would say are more associated with that. But Pageant contestants have to be super smart. Like I would be so blessed to have a pageant wife, like, or a pageant girlfriend. Usually, a pageant girl is really super smart. You know, like you I'm, guys, I'm glad that you think that. I'm I'm glad that you're secure enough to think that. I I've had a couple and, guys, and know, I'd rather have a smart dated that didn't necessarily support the pageants, and they weren't a huge fan of it. And I, I think see, that's me, just part of who I am. And that's like, that yeah. male. That's that. uh that's that still that like hold women down like men that um bump a chest um drink a beer contest thing <laughs> no seriously oh, because yeah. because uh i think there's still this uh like bill maher i i i do appreciate bill maher but he has such a big issue with pageants and like you know i think that what else is solely focused around women I, I really can't think of something that is another competition based or a, or a team sport that's solely women focused. Uh, can you I think mean, of one? I, Cause I mean, there are like, there's women baseball, there's women's basketball, but there's it, men play it w as well. There's, you know, men really don't do male pageants unless you're talking about like a fitness competition, but that's not a pageant. You don't get a yeah. crown and a sash. So that's not a pageant. So pageants, this, I think get so a bad unique. Lap. Because okay. I think for for so long when pageantry, I think it was that misconception of, you know, it's all, it's a beauty pageant. It's a beauty contest. It's this, this, and this. And I think education ultimately is the biggest thing whenever people are confused about the pageants and stuff. And mm -hmm. anyone that goes on my social media knows that I compete. They, they're, it's not something that I try and hide either. But it is something that I, I don't necessarily talk about in my day-to-day -day life. It's part of who I am as a person, but it's not something that I usually bring up with a stranger on the street or with, you know, my best friends, unless it happens to get brought up or they ask me a question about it. 
Um, but I do have friends, you know, female friends that for the longest time, they don't, they didn't necessarily support that aspect of my life either, you know, cause they're, you know, they're like feminism and we don't think that, you know, you're letting men, you're letting all these other people judge you and judge how you look. And you're willing to walk on stage in a bikini and you majority of the judges are women. That's the most, yeah. the most hypocritical thing. Majority of the judges are women. So Which, yeah, <laughs> like they don't even like, that was one of the things that I've been harping on. Cause I always do a, um, uh, a review for USA, uh, Miss America and, and universe. And I'm getting upset that, that there's no male judges at all. Like it's all women. Like, and I'm like, you know, the, know the, we are, the, we are half, we are half of the population. So can we at least have one? <laughs> I know the men, the male judges are always my favorites in interview. They're always the ones that are cracking jokes and, yeah. and laughing when I, when I, uh, when I talk, no, uh, I don't have an issue with that, but yeah, you definitely see it at USA. Now they, they're, they're doing more of the all, uh, female. Judging and I'm like, panel. I'm like, how, I'm like, how can you pick, uh, how can you pick a USA without at least one guy? I mean, hey, look, I mean, I know that men and I'm guilty to it that we pick, you know, um, based on the limited amount of college psychology classes I've took, I've took is not the right word, taken. Um, I know that instance, the, inst- the instinct is to yes or no someone within 30 seconds so um men are even like you know you know but more i've read women are the same way again so um i think having a man there to help pick someone is just in the best interest i I think it helped you know but when it's when it's all one side or the one side or the other that's not good either you know you know, especially when you're picking someone who's going to then go on and compete at a national level, that's my only gripe. Um, so, and yeah, at USA last year we we had um we had a couple male judges, and that's so good. That's a little bit of balance, right? Yeah, I don't think it's kind of come all the way to the state level just yet. Um, but I know at USA and yeah, the national competitions sometimes they do have all no all females, and um, I agree. You don't want I I love that they do are having. Uh, more qualified interviewer. I, I love that they were crossing over America contestants, and I love that. Um, we don't, you, you honestly, you don't want a football player because they, you, you'd want a male judge who's in the field, like a photographer or a videographer or um, a producer or some, someone that, you know, I think that's more qualified than having a sports athlete. But um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So, yeah, it's all very interesting. It is. They choose now. And- I know. Well, it's been an hour, and I want to hold you to that. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, do you have any, I guess, last, like, um, good words to our listeners that are in the same, same situation or they're younger and they're competing for their first title? Do you have any overall sum up um good tips for our listeners that are wanting to go over that 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 hump they've finished first runner-up several times or they're just not feeling confident and they they're looking for some confidence boost yeah so i think for me the biggest piece of advice that um 
I can give, and I know it's going to sound super cheesy, but it's to very much stay true to yourself, you know, do your research, trust the process, have faith in yourself, believe that you can do it. And, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, the power of positive thinking, and it truly is true. You know, you got to sit there and you got to really believe that you can win. And, and, you know, even if you are first runner up and you place for six years in a row, you never know what's going to happen um, that seventh year. So I always say, keep going back, keep doing it, assuming it's still fun. It's still, you know, something that you enjoy doing. Our, um, our state director, Kim, she, she says every year at orientation, she has this quote, she always says, learn how to be a, comp- a complete woman, don't be a compete woman. And that's something that is always, you know, something that I, I, I truly do, uh, I believe in and I truly, truly do take to heart when it comes to preparate, preparing for pageants. You know, I reach out to other girls, some of my best friends I'm going to be competing against in, um, in April. So I, uh, always kind of trust the process, have fun with the process, keep, keep at it, keep going, you know, ask for help when you need it, but don't feel like you have to, you know, spend lots of money or, or don't feel like you don't have as much of a right or as much of an opportunity or a chance of winning as any other girl because you do. Well, I mean, I, I don't think I could say it better. And uh, I think that they will definitely be respecting your opinion based on all of the experiences you've had. And uh, hopefully they'll even uh, give you even more credit when you have that title and that crown on your head next year. So, or, or I should say in a couple months. So we will see fingers crossed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, do not, do not curse me, Paul, you know, don't don't jinx me at all. Okay. Well, you know, remember you were there, so uh, I I have total faith that you will get there again. And um, you know, remember, uh, every journey has a beginning and the end, and you don't know if you're at the beginning or the end or the middle. So uh, just continue working on it. Um, how many? I mean, how many more years do you have? Do you have a couple years, or is this your last year? I have quite a while. So I'm 21. I'll be competing. I'll be 22 when I compete in April. I probably have another five, six years. So I have quite a while, but sooner rather than later would be nice. Sure. (laughs) I mean, do you, are you, do you see yourself when you find someone and then you're married, would you want to do the MRS pageants or, or that's necessarily, I mean, I never say never personally. I don't necessarily think that I would keep going. I always said, you know, I'll, I'll stop competing when I either win or I, um, it's not fun for me anymore. Or when I get married, that's kind of what I've always said is, you know, one of the three, when I win, it's not fun. Or I find someone, I settle down and get married and start having kids. So we'll see, never say never, but it's always so it's, it's always so interesting from my perspective because, uh, I interview so many people from both sides, non-married and then married contestants. And then, um, you, I can see the maturity after, you know, having a child or after having, after being married. And it's so interesting. So, um, you know, it sounds like you've, you've got your road ahead of you, but you definitely sounds like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all up to you. And if it's going to be done, you can do it. So, 
I know. I mean, well, we'll see. I, like I said, we'll see what happens down the road. But Virginia USA is the number one, number one site. My oh, my, absolutely. Uh, horizon right now. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, we will see. I mean, the way you should look at it is Miss Universe is the goal. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. I want to live in that apartment in New York for a year. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know. Um, my uh, my one friend is Adriana, and. Uh, her friend Mississippi just won, and she's like, I said to her, I was like, so does this mean you're going to be invited to the apartment? She's like, I don't know, maybe, with, like, a question mark. <laughs> and I'm like, you suck so bad. You suck so bad. <laughs> she's like, giggles, ha, 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 Just shows up there, hey, delivery, I have a pizza. Can I please come in? <laughs> well, I said to her, um, I watched. I watched the welcome home video and the sitting area is really beautifully um, decored and nicely designed. And then the, the apartment room is just a simple, you know, uh, single person's room. And then <laughs> they, they didn't cut it there. That would have been perfect. Right. They had to go into the kitchen and the kitchen is like from the fifties. And I'm like, okay, so there's at least one piece of the apartment that is like normal okay they have like <laughs> they have the little counter space i'm like thank god i'm like at least i'm halfway there you know i have the crappy apartment yes standard new york apartment yes oh, yeah. i'm like okay everything else is like you know top the notch but a crappy kitchen yes okay uh um well i've really appreciated this it's always phenomenal and exciting to interview someone who's still on their journey and on their way. So I would really be honored and extremely appreciative if you would be willing to come back on after you win your national title or state title. And uh, I would be so excited to sit here and just scream with you. So I hope we can make that uh, achievement happen after you win your title. Oh, of course, of course. That'll be the first thing on my on my list Aww. after I win. <laughs> well, I would hope we can do photos then too, if we're gonna make some promises then too, because I definitely. Of course, of course. Yes. So. Um, well, thank you for having me. No, I I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I thank you for your time. Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on the show. It is incredible to have a guest like you on the show and to be so driven and to know that I was able to interview you before you've won your big title, um, which I know you're going to, um, going to put positive vibes out there. Um, it is just in my mind with the amount of opportunities you have to win that title that you're going to eventually win that title. And I'm so rooting for you and i hope this year is the year that you get to win your title and if it's not then like we mentioned at the end of the show you have so many more opportunities coming your way so everyone here at the total focus podcast is totally rooting for you and i'm so thankful to have the first interview here on your way to your journey as always i want to mention to our lovely listeners as a thank you for your awesome comments thumbs ups and thumbs downs following us both on iTunes and on YouTube. And I always want to mention my movie review show with my co-host Ivan Carlos. 
as we break down any movie that we just are getting some little giggles and good feelings about. So the most recent one that we just reviewed was A Rainy Day in New York, which was written and directed by the one and only Woody Allen. And uh, I was just really blown away. Great story. Uh, You should definitely go see it. A lot of these movies that were supposed to be in theaters never got an opportunity, so please go see the new Woody Allen movie. That said, as always, please stay 